0: the barbershop group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health the barbershop group also serves as a resource to the community providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys mental health professionals family agencies religious institutions and other advocates in the near future The barbershop group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at org. Visit our Facebook page or call 313-585-9948 for more information.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Charles from the Barbershop Group podcast, and uh, hopefully everybody's having a good uh Good Saturday. Um, yesterday, I spoke a little bit about the unhealthy, uh, unhealthy isolation that men uh, that we tend to practice from time to time. And there's more to cover uh, because there are some intricacies that I think are important are important for us. And um, hopefully, you know, you guys will will be able to connect to some of these things. Um, I know that as a as an addict, always in recovery and also as a person who works with addicts and just, you know, beyond that, as a person who just kind of like I I like to pay attention to human behavior at large, um, I see some things, some patterns developing. And as I try to work with the other co-facilitators in the barbershop group and we're putting together our. Uh, packages for men and scheduling the retreats and coming up with more material uh, as we talk to individuals um, around us co-workers and beyond we're seeing that this pattern is actually a lot more prevalent than what we like to to, to consider and again we're talking about unhealthy isolation uh, of men. A lot of people don't know this, so I'm just going to cover some things, and uh, you know, just we'll talk about them. Um, but uh, you know, there really a lot of people say that there are three major forms of isolation. Uh, I don't necessarily call them major or minor, but there are some things that develop in these forms of isolation. And the first one is isolated living. Uh, you've got isolated actions, and you've got isolated thinking, and we talked a little bit about those things yesterday, but maybe we didn't go into depth um, about them. And uh, so I said one of them is isolated living, and I think that that's something that we men tend to do, even if we're not addicts, right? Even if we aren't addicts, we tend to to fall into that um, that way of living for uh, for one reason or another and that primarily occurs when uh, we withdraw from one another in daily life it, it might be um you know a form of isolation that's easiest to identify it's like you know a person who um, lives out on the uh lives out on the edge of town you know and they maybe not physically out on the edge but um you know sometimes that is the case where a person they they appear to be um um they appear to be very introverted, um, but they may not actually be an introvert, right? So there, there's that. Um these extreme examples, you know, um are not the only forms of isolated living where somebody lives far away from everybody. A lot of times when we isolate ourselves um when we withdraw from things that are different than us. We live isolated lives when we fail to live honestly and when we fail to live authentically with those in our lives. And that's really, really key. Again, we live isolated when we don't live an honest lifestyle and when we aren't living authentically with the people who are around us. Okay, And another way that we kind of isolate ourselves in terms of lifestyle is. by always uh having surface level conversations with everybody um if we are answering questions we're very vague we are you know for some of you guys maybe you are familiar with uh with uh tommy on martin who uh tommy always had a job but nobody ever really knew what tommy's job was um you know these kinds of individuals don't really make themselves accessible uh, and sometimes uh, we can practice a thing of saying, hey, you know, if somebody asks you how you're doing, you, you just say I'm fine when you know that you're not fine. OK, you know, you're not fine, but you are trying to keep people at bay. And again, you do all of that in order to uh, to allow your own pattern of behavior to kind of keep going. Okay, so that's that's isolated living. We'll cover isolated action right after the break. So guys, welcome back, and uh, we're talking about isolated, uh, isolated, uh, or unhealthy isolation for men. And then the, the uh, before the break, we were talking about isolated living, and uh, the second thing to mention is uh, isolated action. Isolated action. Um, what is this? Well, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, when um, you know when our actions are isolated, the decisions we make or the, the the things that we do are always only centered around us, with little regard for anybody anywhere else, and and that includes our our spouses, our our children, uh, co-workers, and uh, neighbors. Uh, Friends and family, you know, we tend to think that the world revolves around us uh, when we get ready to make a decision. So there's no counsel. There's no let's sit down and discuss this to see what somebody else's input is so that we can come to an agreement collectively. No, that's not the kind of thing that takes place. Okay, Um, you know, so. Some examples i have really given, but I want to hone in on it you know if a, if uh you have a husband and a wife and a guy uh, wants to buy a new car uh, and they've you know whether or not there are two incomes in the house or not right that's irrelevant and I know a lot of people like to say, oh this is my money this and that hey look if you've got that kind of marriage then that's your definition of a marriage but that's not my definition of a marriage and i I'm, I'm proud to say that that's not Not my definition of a marriage. And I think that there are a lot of people who uh, will eventually learn that it doesn't work that way. Not well anyway. Okay, but at any rate, he wants to go buy a car and uh, he doesn't uh, discuss this this uh, potentiality with his uh, with his wife. Or with his partner, right? You know, um, that's a that's a problem. That's isolated action. When a person uh, is coming home from work, or you think that okay, well, you know, I know guys are really good for this. You know, we get off work, and uh, instead of going back to the house and getting some things done, or, or checking in with the family, or whatever, you know, we slide around and we turn a few extra corners, or we go this way or that way, and uh, before you know it. Um, you know, we were expected back home, and now our, our wives, our partners, our girlfriends, or whoever is texting or calling, and it's like, oh well, you didn't tell me you were going to do that. We tend to leave people in the dark when we isolate our actions. Okay, we leave people in the dark a lot when we isolate our actions, and those are very selfish things to do. Um, you know, it's it's self-motivated, it's self-focused. And uh, it's a bit it's a, it's a bit narcissistic. And I'm not saying that that's like a that's a tag on us. OK, but we have to be able to recognize that that's something that we do when we have isolated actions. All right. So um, I always like to say that there's no there's no faster way than for you to be considered a selfish guy than to act alone. When there are other people around you who you say matter to you, right? And I've been there before. I, I've told um you know someone, hey, I, I love you, but then when it came time to make a decision, the love that I had for this person didn't allow me to um consider their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions. Well, now I look at it and go, Well, did you really love that person, man? Like <laughs> seriously. OK, that's something that we do. And, and we do that. We do that to people we say we love. Don't don't let's not sit here and act like I'm the only person that's done this or that I'm, I'm making these things up. No, we do it. We fall into this quite often. All right. So um, that's isolated action. It's something for you to think about. And uh, that's all I'll say about it. I know that it's a lot. But if the shoe fits, we've got to wear it. Okay, so we'll be back right after the break. So, guys, we're back and uh, we're talking about unhealthy isolation. And now uh, we're moving into isolated thinking, because I think that that's something that uh, also, uh, you know, as men, we we deal with and, and nobody nobody talks to us about it. Uh, if our if our partners are women folks you know if the women in our lives if they don't talk about it I mean, if they do talk about it, we push back well here's a podcast and there's nothing for you to push back against you don't have to call me and say you're wrong you can just take it and do whatever you want to do with it but it's important that we get these things out there okay uh, isolated thinking that's the third thing I want to talk about and that involves you know us just thinking about ourselves our ideas right? Our ideas, uh, our perception of the world. And that, that's what matters. That's, that, that's all that there is. is us, our minds and our perception of the world. There are many kinds of isolated thinking. okay? Today, um, you know you have isolated communicative thinking. And that's really where people assume that when they say something, everybody else out there understands it. Everybody else, not only do they understand it, um, but, uh, you know, they agree with it. And if they don't uh, uh, understand it or agree with it, then a lot of times what we do is we like to belittle the other person. Okay, we like to talk about how how uh, unintelligent they are, how how they're not on the same level uh, or, you know, that the breakdown in the communication is somebody else's fault. It's their fault. It's not mine isolated social thinking dictates that, you know, it dictates how we live, all the experiences that we've had, and that these experiences that we have, they should be normative to other people, right? So the way we live, oh, this, I'm the normal guy. All of you other people out there, you're messed up, okay? You got it wrong. I have it right. And we do that with a lot of things, guys. We do it with politics. We do it with discussions about race relations. We do it with discussions about about, uh, about marital relationships, love, love relations, right? We do it in every, every sphere of our lives. When we isolate ourselves, uh, from other people, remember that when we isolate ourselves from other people, we don't have an opportunity to establish a give and take relationship. It's just based on us. And if the other person comes into our lives, then they're expected to conform to our thinking. And if they don't conform to our thinking, we'll push them out. And we don't just do this to women or other partners, women or men, right? We do this to everybody. We do it to everybody. So that's something that we have to be very, very careful about. And I think that today we see it. If you look at some of these idiotic comments uh, on social media, right, because I know everybody gets on social media and they really don't intend to read the comments, or at least I think we don't always intend to read the comments. And then we find ourselves scrolling through and then we get involved. And then when somebody doesn't see it the way we see it, we start. um Bashing the character or belittling them. Or in some cases, we try to defend ourselves. Like we've got to defend ourselves in that space. And and guys, I, I want to tell you something. You know, you don't have to be right and you don't have to be wrong and you don't have to defend yourself like that. Okay. You really don't. You can let that part of yourself go. You can keep it, but I don't know how healthy it's going to be for you in the end. Okay, it's just not something that you have to do. But that's the uh, the bit that I wanted to tell you guys on isolated thinking. When we come back, we're going to talk about a few ways to avoid the isolation because that's that's what's important. And again, the whole reason why we want to avoid isolation is because, guys, it, it doesn't allow us to grow. It's unhealthy. And if you've had other problems in your life, like addiction or something of that nature. Right. The last thing that you need to do is be a man unto yourself. Okay. So we'll be back right after the break. So we talked about ideas and and having isolationist ideas and principles. You know, guys, man. One of the things that we really need to do as we move forward in this time, in this world, in this country. is we need to be able to become a little bit more empathetic. We need to put ourselves in in someone else's, put ourselves in someone else's shoes. Um, I don't think that um, we're being taught to do that very well. Um, And I think because we men struggle with ego and healthy ego and stuff like that, it it can be difficult sometimes uh, to do. But I think that that's something that we need to do. Yes, it'll take us out of our comfort zone, but it'll it'll improve uh, how we interact with people. And it'll just show us that the world is much, much bigger than what exists uh, in our heads. Okay, I don't think that there are enough of us who are practicing the golden rule. And uh, I think that a lot of us are because we we quietly struggle with identity, with masculinity with masculine forms, I think that it's difficult for us to step back and, uh, be accommodating. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's the word. I I think that there are too many men who think that to be a accommodating is a feminist principle. And, um, if you, if you're a person who thinks that way, um, then this is a challenge to you. Uh, I think that a lot of men, uh, if we if we do anything, I think we lend ourselves to kind of tolerating certain things. And we do it begrudgingly with all types of anger and other feelings that aren't really healthy for us in the end. Right. We never address them fully and they don't work out for us too well. Okay. Uh, And The last thing is just, you know, really, I I can't stress this enough. Learn what others think. You know, instead of you telling people more all the time. Are you having to be the person who acts all who acts all the time? Say to somebody else out there, hey, man, tell me more or encourage other people to to act. Right. Encourage other people to share. Right. Learn something from somebody else. OK. Take those opportunities, you know, make yourself become a sponge again, the way we were when we were children. Right. There are a lot of spiritual philosophies that say we're going back to that state anyway. Some of us will do it willingly and some of us are going to do it kicking and screaming. But, um, you know, learn from other people. All right. So uh I think that I think that those are some of the things that that are important and we need to take a look at all right um some 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 things that I want to tell you guys really quick when it comes to isolation and and why I think this is so important is because uh we know that a lot of like that men commit suicide way more than women do and one of the things that doctors are finding out is that uh, a lot of the guys who are committing suicide they have they they don't have the best social ties they don't have strong social ties at all all right they don't have good social ties with their friends they don't have good social ties with their families they don't have good social ties with community groups and uh it's unfortunate that when we hear the story of a young man or an older man who took his life Uh, People will show up and they'll say, oh, well, he was such a nice person. But then as you begin to peel back the layers of the onion, which is that man, you find out that the people who thought they knew him and that he thought he knew, yeah, they didn't really know each other at all. So keep that in mind when talking to other men about isolation or when you see somebody start to isolate themselves, do some homework, man. do some homework, because there's a lot to it. Okay. And I think ultimately it's something that's keeping us unhealthy. So that's it for uh, me today, guys. Uh, Pretty soon you guys will get to hear an interview with uh, with Carl Chambers, who is a human resource consultant. Uh, He had a lot of informative things to say about uh, the Me Too movement and workplace harassment. So uh, check it out. Uh, We'll talk to you later.
0: the barbershop group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health the barbershop group also serves as a resource to the community providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys mental health professionals family agencies religious institutions and other advocates in the near future The barbershop group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at visit our Facebook page, or call 313-585-9948 for more information.